Hi, friends. Welcome to Spiced Chaos. Yes, welcome. I'm so, I missed you, Leanne. I have to say, I've been missing you. Yes, I've missed you too. And we desperately need this mini-so today because, y'all, we have not talked to each other in like two days. I know. I keep, I mean, we're just, we're just busy. We are busy this week. I don't know if it's like Easter coming up or spring break with the kids not doing anything for you guys or what's going on, but we're busy. Yeah, it's just been one of those weeks like um, Caitlin texted me the other day and she was like, hey, I miss you. And I was like, oh, yeah, my friend. Like, where you been? <laughs> um, and yeah, so Caitlin's back at work this week after a week off for spring break. And um, I have to admit that her spring break was probably the fastest I've ever experienced. I have I that, I've never, never seen a spring break go faster than hers did. I know. It was crazy. And even this week, the week after spring break, I'm like, oh, wait this is Friday tomorrow. Like, <laughs> like what, what is happening? Maybe. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's like, we, I knew all week that we needed to record the mini-sode and I kept thinking in my mind, we've got plenty of time. We've got plenty of time. We've got all week. And then I realized, oh no, it's Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, the week went really fast. I don't know if everybody else um, feels that way. And sometimes that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got like super fun weekend plans or you just really love the weekend or whatever. But sometimes I feel like that my life is just going too fast. I know. And it feels like it's like this year. I don't know. So 2020 felt like the slowest year ever. I feel like we just wanted it to be over. But this year it's just like, okay, hi, April. Where did you come from? (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe it's April. Yeah. Mm -mm. I have no idea how that happened. No. And I've seen so many memes about people like trying like memes about yes I'm just now trying to come to terms with March of 2020 mm-hmm. even though we are now just at the end of March of 2021 like we still haven't quite like gotten over March of last year I know <laughs> so it's just like we're all I don't know um just kind of waiting for I don't want to say I'm waiting for like something to happen but I do feel like I'm looking around like um I don't know well and things what... keep happening like 2020 is deliver or 2021 is delivering all yes the it is just it's crazy but yeah I can't believe it's April um it's April, almost your birthday I know I was gonna say April is the most important month of the year for everyone <laughs> yeah. it should be yeah um because I was born on the sixth day of April Second only to August. Those are your two oh, months. Second only to August. August <laughs> and April, the two most important months of the year. That's right. Um, so I have no birthday plans. Oh, I thought you were going to go out to dinner and stuff. Are you doing that still? I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. He well, I'll hasn't. Have, I'll have to text on the side and be like, get it together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we're doing. He hasn't yeah. given me any any indication that he's got. I don't know if he's got something planned or. I oh, I'm know. sure. I'm sure you're going to do something. I mean, I'm sure we'll do something, but uh, mm-hmm. I just know that um, the day of my birthday, the kids and I will be driving home from the beach because we're going to oh. be at the beach for a few days this weekend. And um, then um, they go back to their dad on Wednesday, the 7th. So that's when I will be back with Jamie. So I don't know um, if we're going to do like birthday stuff that weekend or if we're just going to, you know let it go by and not do anything or I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Let's just, you'll do something. Look, it's just 39. 
it's really not a big deal. Like, you don't have to be crazy. It's just, I'm just turning 39, so. Yeah, but everybody likes to be celebrated. I'm sure you will. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, you guys will hear all about it after it happens. Um, Yeah, I can't wait. Yes. Usually, y'all know everything that that I do. That's why we never have questions for the Q&A. We like it a few. (laughs) That's because we overshare. They already know everything. We do. We do overshare. So speaking of the Q&A, we Mm -hmm. missed one question that we really wanted to get to. Yeah. And um, it wasn't that we missed it because we did read it and we did talk about it, but we kind of want to give it like its own kind of like time. Right. More time. So um, this question came from Brenda, the planning pastor. Who we love. Yes, we do love her. And she asks, what do you think keeps so many in your generation from being active in a faith community, a church, a synagogue, a mosque, etc.? She said, what, if anything, would make a difference for you personally to decide to become part of a faith community? Ooh, I'm going to let you take that one first. So I responded to her with, that's a great question. And she said, as a pastor who at 46 is at least 10 years younger than everyone in the churches I serve, I'm really curious. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing that she's not seeing a whole lot of people our age at church. It's probably like families, people that are older than her and then like their families and younger right. kids. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm going to start with this part of it for me. Okay. I have a really hard time with the fact that Christianity has become so political Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and I think that churches as nonprofit organizations need to stay out of politics. Mm-hmm. And I have just found that a lot of people who are really, really wrapped up in their faith, especially the Christian faith, mm-hmm. have a tendency to be on a certain side of the political spectrum. And that, to me, comes across as very hypocritical. Mm, Yeah, that's interesting. That, you know, I believe that most religions, um, and if you want to look at the, you know, locations that she mentioned, you know, a church, a synagogue, a mosque, whether we're talking about Christianity, Judaism, um, Islam, whatever, um, most of them do teach, you know, love and kindness, I mean, I've not, I've yet to come across very many religions that teach other things besides love and kindness. Right. And in theory, theoretically, yes, theoretically, like that's mm-hmm. regardless of like which one of those religions you are a, a part of. Most of the most of the time teaching our children right from wrong based on like our religious beliefs and being kind to others and love thy neighbor and do unto others and those things. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like a lot of times those political beliefs that those people have don't fall in line with be kind and love one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if I'm making myself very clear or if I'm saying this very eloquently. No, um, I think you're, I think you're like right on the money. So the way that my family was set up was my mom was pretty agnostic. Like she was never very religious. We weren't like raised in a church or anything, but my dad did want us all to be baptized Catholic. So that's kind of the background for me. So 
I only went to church basically on like the holidays. So we go to midnight mass. We went to like the occasional Sunday service, but it wasn't like we weren't like there all the time, like members, you know, all that. And then we go on like Easter. Like that was kind of my background. And for me, I think something similar happened when I was growing up and, you know, kind of thinking about my own family. I, for me, I didn't want to, you know, join a church community that I wasn't sure necessarily that I had roots in. And then I didn't want to necessarily force that on my kids. I feel like your, you know, spiritual development should be very personal. And I mean, of course, like our job is to teach our kids and to share with them what we know and what we believe and that kind of thing. But I always felt like when I would go to church with my dad, it was there was like no other options because I had already been baptized Catholic. Like I was I was already this thing that I didn't even know if I believed in. And then the, I don't know, just every time we went, I felt like there were rules and expectations. Um, it just never felt very welcoming to me. Like, you know, especially if you're thinking, and this may not be true for all Catholic churches, but especially ours was kind of an old school community. You know, you were expected to be quiet or leave. <laughs> you know, you were expected to you know, be respectful. And it was more of like a fearful type of thing, rather than this like loving, accepting idea that, you know, you're you think of when you think of like a, a god or a higher power or something. So that's kind of what turned me off personally. Yeah. Well, and I can't, I can't speak to other religions besides Christianity, because I wasn't raised in them. So I mm-hmm. can't really speak to Right. Judaism or, or Islam or any of those. But I, I, I know as a person who was raised Southern Baptist. Yeah. Um, people have used the name of Jesus quite a bit to inflict pain and hate on other people. Yeah. And I feel like that's all interpretation. Right. Like we we know what we read, but we all read it differently. It's like if you and I both read Huck Finn, like there's parts of it that would we would read differently. And it's the same with the Bible. And I feel like these interpretations are being taken super literally and they are causing hate and pain on people that I deeply care for. And I feel like that's really hard for me to wrap my head around as well. Yes. And I, I I love that you brought up Huck Finn because that to me is a, is an example of um, a time time when people used religion to harm others. Mm Mm-hmm. People use religion as an excuse for slavery, Um, you know, and they use religion to keep people compliant. And uh, I just I I just really feel like that. And I know that anything that is, you know, made by humans is not going to be perfect. Um, And people are 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 flawed and and that kind of stuff. I get that. So all of the different denominations are going to have their, their issues. Mm -hmm. I just haven't really found a place yet within Christianity as far as a church family Mm -hmm. that I don't feel not personally attacked by, because I don't really feel like that they're coming for me personally in my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, as far as like the people in my life that I love, I, I just, I, I don't see a lot of tolerance. I don't see a lot of acceptance and love lately in the Christian faith. 
Yeah, and I feel like also a lot of, because I've gone to several different churches, like along the way, I've gone to like a, I don't know, like one of those big mega churches that we've had here. My grandma used to go to one and then, you know, we've gone to like the very strict Catholic mass. Um, and But that's really like my experience as far as church goes, really. And I never felt like it was like really a community, if that makes sense. I feel like the minute I walked through the door, there was judgment. Like I was immediately being placed into a box, even as a kid. I feel like I felt that. And I just don't like that. Like, I I don't know. And I almost feel like there's some, I don't know, I'm going to make up a word right now, maybe, but like some fakery, like maybe they, if they want to become, you know, come across as like accepting and open, but it's totally not. Like a lot of the people who attend, at least the churches I was in, don't come for me if this is not you, because I also met a lot of people who really are like loving and kind and open and welcoming and accepting and that kind of thing. But from the my church experience, it, from the minute I walked in the door, I did not feel at home. I didn't feel comfortable. I did. I don't know. I just felt like it was. It did not. It just wasn't a good feeling for me. I went to the same church for most of my life, and. I really feel like that a lot of the bullying that I experienced as a child happened to me at church. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it's because I just didn't fit in or, um, I mean, I was, I was very kind of hyperactive and I was an only child. So it was kind of awkward and kind of talks like a grown up because the only people I ever talked to were grown ups. And yep. I don't know, I was just kind of a weird child. And <laughs> You know, people, and you know, it was fine when I was at home by myself to be a weird child. But, you know, then when I was around other people, other, you know, regular kids, just, I was just made fun of a lot. And, you know, I, I, I felt like, yes, kids are mean to each other and kids make fun of each other. And that's just the way kids are. Um, no, but I, the I don't accept that. I do the grownups, that. yeah, the grownups at church should have stepped in. And I sometimes feel like that they were bullies too. Okay. That they kind of, you know, had favorites in Sunday school and stuff like that. And I, I really did feel that way because, you know, if you're a Sunday school teacher, you're not like a licensed high school public yeah, high not school teacher. Educator. You know, you know what I mean? Like you're, you, you might have be, you might be both. But. Well, yes, you can be both. But what I mean is like a lot of people who teach Sunday school, they're just regular, like usually somebody's yeah. mom, you know, somebody's grandma. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like they're the kind, you know, people like us, like, yes, when I'm, a, when I'm in my classroom, I see strange students all the time, but yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to treat them differently than I would any, anybody else. You know, I mean, all the, all children are different and they're all, you know, have cool things about them. Exactly. And I feel like that we as teachers kind of are, are, we're we're different in that way. Yes. We're trained that way while you're in, you know, when you're at Sunday school, it's just somebody's mom teaching the class and she can have favorites. Somebody's mom. (laughs) You know, and if, you know, if, if that person's mom is not friends with your mom and doesn't, you know, get along with your parents or whatever, I just, I really felt like that, people were just catty and snarky and that Uh it was just like people would go out and do all kinds of crazy stuff on Saturday night and then come on Sunday morning and judge you. You know what I mean? And it was exactly like one time we were going out to dinner at this Mexican restaurant, legitimately saw my priest and not to say that priests like don't live outside of their church. Don't come for me. I'm not saying that, but like 
this dude was like slamming back tequila shots, like just going ham. Like, I don't know. I feel like that ruined it for me a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And I, I remember when I was growing up, um, we were at the grocery store. Yeah. And even my parents were guilty of this. We ran into somebody at the grocery store that my parents went to church with and mm-hmm. they had beer in their cart. Oh. And well, Southern I mean, Baptists yeah. don't drink. Southern oh, Baptists don't. don't drink at all. Don't drink. Oh, so, no. You know, then we're in the car on the way home and my mom's like, I can't believe she had beer in her car. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Like, right. When? And like, I thought, really? yes, that is the feeling that's you described it exactly like that judgment that like you know, worrying about other people's business. That is what I don't like about church. Like, that's why I don't want to be involved. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to be there. I don't want people to know things about me, you know, yes, because I don't, yes. I don't want that exactly right there. Yeah. Because when you're questioning, you know, and, and I get that Brenda's question is about a church community and not so much religion specifically. Um, But for me, if it's I'm going together. to be it's so difficult for me to be a member of a community where my morality is questioned. Exactly. And, you know, I I just, I don't feel like, because to me, the only true judge, if you really are a Christian believer, the Mm -hmm. only true judge is God. Yes. Preach sister. Preach. And I just don't really feel like I need to go to a place every week where some, you know, random stranger is going to judge me for the, for, what I'm wearing or how I'm dressed or what I did last right. night or who yeah. I live with or, you know, the choices that I'm making in my life mm-hmm. because they don't have anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. And my relationship with God is personal. And as long as I'm okay and God and I are okay, then it really shouldn't matter to other people what I'm doing. And I just felt like that people were always in everybody's business at church. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I felt that for sure in the Catholic community because I mean, like Catholics are, and I'm sure Southern Baptists are similar, but it's like generational. So like your grandparents might now know you or it's like your friends, grandparents down the street, they know who you are. They know about you. They know your parents, they know your cousins, they know, they just know everything about you. And if you are someone that's not super involved in the church, like if you are what they, you know, they called us the fair weather Catholics, you know? So we'd only go on those holidays. It, I mean, there's just like those type of things. Like It's just the external judgment that really turns me off from being in a, a community, um, you know, and, and I don't want this to come across either because we know that a lot of you are involved in beautiful church communities that you love. And I don't ever want anybody to come to our podcast and feel like we are not accepting of them because they you know, are very religious or involved in their church community. This, I think that I can speak for both of us in saying that this is really just our perspective. These are the things that we've experienced and our life experiences. And it's unfortunate that we've both kind of had a negative experience in church communities. I wish it hadn't been that way, to be honest. I do too. And I wish that I had the desire to seek out the right church. Yeah. Um, I think the other part is about time. Honestly, like I do not have time to spend two hours in church on Sunday. That might sound bad, That might sound awful and I'm sure I could make the time, but I feel like at this time in my life, I don't have two hours to sit in church every Sunday. Especially considering the, the difficulty that would go into getting the children dressed and getting the children out the door and getting everyone in the car on time and making sure that you imagine me trying to get Harrison to sit still in church for two hours. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. And I, I, I just, 
and I also, to to, to be 100% honest, I really don't mind sitting in church and listening to a preacher. Yeah, sometimes it's very inspirational. Yes. Sometimes it really is. Sometimes I feel like that the message was just meant for me, and I mm-hmm. just am so glad that I was there. And I love to sit and listen to a speaker. I really do. I, I, I do. But I cannot stand the stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, <laughs> sing this song, and stand up, sit down, stand up, sing, stand up and sing, and shake your neighbor's hand. No, I just, I, I, I just. Shake <laughs> your yeah. <laughs> you know, like I just I hate oh, the way the church service is run. It's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna all sing this song and we're gonna stand up and then everybody sits down and then the choir sings a song and then oh then we all stand up again and sing another Not song and then shake your neighbor's hand. You know, and then turn around and say howdy to your neighbor behind you and just uh, you know, it's just uh, I just I just want to sit and listen to somebody preach. Like I, I that to me, I want to hear the message. But I don't, and, and I certainly, and listen, a lot of you go to these churches. Please, please do not come for me. This is just my preference. Yeah. I don't enjoy contemporary religious music. <laughs> you don't enjoy a little, like, rock with your religious hymns? No. I don't need <laughs> to have the 17-year-old, you know, long-haired guitar player yes you know like I just the praise team I I just that's just I I don't I don't love that I just don't like I want (laughs) I would love to just have the choir sing a lovely hymn and then the preacher preach a nice inspirational sermon and then we all go home I don't want to be involved at all (laughs) you don't not even a little I don't want to participate. I want to sit <laughs> like it's a show and be entertained. <laughs> like a show. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that might work better for like our generation. Yes. Like, sit there and maybe like smaller groups or like one church service for families where it's totally fine if your baby is crying or your kid is like climbing a wall or knocking something over or whatever. That all would be fine. Like that would be perfect to have that happen. And then like, I don't know, maybe like one for singles, like looking to get married or something like different services for different people, I feel like would help. Yes. Instead of us all together in one group where you have the 90 year olds attempting to sing the praise and worship music that is clearly been, you know, planned for people who are younger. I, I feel like that churches have tried to, you know, spice up their services with mm-hmm. like the guitars and the drums and the you know, the groovy guy, like, leading the service. You know what I mean? Like, I just... That's I, a groovy guy. I just, I don't know that that was necessary. I, I think that yeah. for me, I am way more traditional. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to do the stand-up sit-down, I want to sing the hymns from the hymn book. Yeah, you want to sing like, Amazing Grace. You don't want to sing... To- yeah, like whatever else. Me, I don't know the popular one. Get me holy, 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 and turn your <laughs> eyes upon Jesus, and all this kind of stuff. Like I know this, I know the hymns. Yeah, I don't exactly. need those hymns to be livened up with drums and guitars and things like that. No, you don't so need that. the the songs were fine the way they were. I think that <laughs> yeah. it just to me it seems a little bit pandering that churches are like, hey, we want young people to come, so let's throw in an electric guitar and they'll show up. Like that's really not to me. No, that didn't work. No. Um, or I went to one service one time where they had coffee and donuts and they ran it like a, um, they ran it like a coffee shop and that was really cool. Like, yeah. um, I mean, if you're going to put free donuts out, I will be there. (laughs) But I, I don't know. I, I just, 
like I said, millennials maybe don't really want to participate so much. We are yeah. a quiet I, people I that just like sit on we, our phones. Yeah, we and we need that support. Like, if you want us to come to church, like most of us in this age bracket, we've got kids now. So, like, if you want us to come to church, maybe have, like, one of your church volunteers ready to, like, pick up a baby and rock it so that their parents can, like, be there in the service. You know what I mean? Like, just some, and that, I think, would add to the community feeling. Like, if you know that Grandma Annie, who is the church volunteer who you love, is going to hold your baby, and she's raised, like, 60 other babies, and, Mm -hmm. and you can quietly listen to the service, like... I feel like that would bring a lot of community. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot of churches that do have like, you know, daycares and nurseries for parents that they can drop their kids off there and go to the service. But I um, think that's different than like if somebody sees you struggling, you know, if you have your baby in your lap and then somebody sees you struggling, they're like, can I help you? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that is the feeling that I would like in a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> can I help you rather yeah. than let me judge you? Right. Rather than let me stare at you until you feel like you have to walk out into the hallway with your screaming child and then yes. still judge you and talk about you when you're in the hallway trying to help them. Yeah. Well, and I I like that you said that time is an issue because I, too, have gotten very fond of my Sunday mornings and the thought of, like, you know, trying to throw Hannah in some tights and, you know, get her. <laughs> Which she would love. Hannah would love that. Well, I know, but it's just, but she would, she only loves that because I didn't make her wear tights every Sunday for five years like my mom did. That's true. You know, I still have PTSD when it comes to pantyhose because my mom made me put pantyhose on every day when I was a child to go to church. Not PTSD. (laughs) It is. I can't put those on. Uh -uh. I see one of those like pantyhose packages coming towards me and I'm just like, oh no. Mm -mm." Not the control top. Not today. No. Mm-mm. Because you know when you're a child, your your pantyhose stay like around your crotch all the time. Like you're just walking around all day long with like a drop crotch. Yeah, it's awful. And you know you would sit in the church service and it would be way too cold. That's another thing is that church is cold. Like you're sitting there just freezing. You know, like well, I, I hope Brenda is taking notes out here because I think we've given her a lot of feedback, and I feel like we have, you know, kind of talked it through. Like I feel like at first we were getting a little ranty there, and but now I think we've got some like constructive feedback. So if you could like do some more community building things, like a grandma picking up a baby, or like I don't know, just make it feel like a community. Like maybe ask some teachers. We're pretty good about building community. Um, and then just maybe warm up the building. <laughs> maybe like also like let's drop the dress code, honestly. Like I feel like if I could go to church in like my sweatpants and like a mom bun, I would feel better about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that, you know, in this new like coronavirus world, we're not post coronavirus world yet, but in this, you know, coronavirus world that we're in. Yeah. I don't mind online church. I'll be totally oh, yeah. honest. Cool. I, I'll take online everything, actually. Like, if they never take away the new release movies from Amazon Prime, that will make my life. Yes. Um. I I really do think that for me, because, you know, I actually am spiritual and religious. I yeah. read I read my Bible every morning and pray. Uh-huh. And I have, you know, completely put my trust in God to, like, put me on the right path for my life right now. And mm-hmm. my relationship with God is really strong right now. And I just really feel good about where I am as far as my faith goes, but mm-hmm. I'm not being led to a church. Yeah. But that being said, I would not mind listening to a preacher. 
Yeah, and there are, I've heard there's some really good podcasts out there, too. I don't have any recommendations, but I have heard there's some really good, like, church service-style podcasts. Yes, I, I really do feel like that I would benefit from some preaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I think that still doesn't build that community. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it can get you personally connected to your faith, but I don't think that it will build that community. And that, that I think, is one thing that is a positive about churches, and I see what they're trying to do. Um, so if they could just do it in a better way where people felt more accepting, I feel like that would, that, that'd be cool. I feel like it would be a cool thing. Yes. Um, and you know, I hope that those of you that are listening that do, um, go to your church every week and love it, that, you know, you're not disheartened by any of this because this is just our experiences, like we said. And we we love all of you. Yes. And if you are a member of a wonderful church community, that is awesome. And I, feel free to DM us and tell us about it because I want to hear yeah, that tell us what you love about it. I want to know that not all churches are the same as the ones that I attended. Mm-hmm. Same. I, I would like to believe that, that there are different churches out there. And I mean, there's churches in my city that participate in pride week. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean like there's, there's, there are churches in my community that I could join that I feel like our beliefs are aligned um, and I'm not just talking about yeah. Pride Week only, but I just mean like, you know, there's churches They're that organize things. Of all yes, of, there's yeah. they organize things during Black Lives Matter, and just I mean like there's they they have the same, um, you know, core values as me, and that and my ideas of you know, well, what would Jesus do? And um, so much of what I've seen lately is not what Jesus would do. And a lot of that I think has been, you know, his name has been used to oppress and subjugate and hate on people. And I don't like that. And I don't think that that's the way that's certainly not what he would want. And I just, you know, I think that that for me has been my number one deterrent, not necessarily from a community, but just from religion in general. I felt like I kind of needed to separate myself from the people that are involved in religion and just get kind of down to what religion was for me personally and my own personal relationship. Mm-hmm. And I do actually see, like, there are some people who are, like, kind of, I feel like becoming more aware, who almost presented sort of that judgmental tone, at least on social media. Like, I see a lot of influencers who are our age, or maybe even a little bit younger, like the 24, 25 year range. And I feel like they really are, like, digging deep and, like, looking at what is religion? Like, what is my job here? Like, my job is not to judge you. This is what I believe for my life. You know, I believe, you know, I'm pro-life or whatever, but I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to love you. And I have seen a lot of that popping up, but I I haven't been in church in so long that I can't say if that's happening in a church community or not. Yeah, yeah. And I have seen a lot of people our age in the social media sphere Mm-hmm. that are very vocal about their religion and their mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. Um, yeah. I, I think that, you know, tolerance for my own personal tolerance for religion has grown tremendously over the course of the past few years, because uh-huh. I used to be very closed off to all of it, like organized religion in general. For me, I was just like, nope, nope, not, not going to yeah. have anything to do with that. Okay. Um, it took me a while to kind of find my way back to God, mm-hmm. um, because I had to kind of recognize that God and church are not the same. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And people are flawed and people mess up church. God did not mess up church. People did. Oh, yeah, that's really that's that's deep. I like that. Yeah. So I just that's kind of where I am now. So I am kind of starting to get that like tingling sense that I need to find some church like a physical space preaching kind of stuff like I'm feeling mm-hmm. but it's going to take me I think I'm going to have to do like a lot of looking so Brenda we may not have given you anything like this may have been just like a mess I don't I was know ranting yeah and we just... usually don't talk about like politics or well I mean a little bit politics but not we try to avoid the religion thing because we really don't want to hurt anyone like I really I feel very strongly that I don't want anyone to come away from this episode and feel like we hurt you. Um, because again, if, if you have an amazing church community or even if you are in a community like we described and it works for you, like that's totally fine. I just don't want anybody to come away from this episode and feel like we hurt them. Oh, I'm not saying that we need yeah. to do away with those places. I'm oh, just no, saying no, no, I yeah. definitely I just don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to be hurt by what we said. Yes. We feel that, our listeners <laughs> yeah. need to, you know, take what we say and remember that it's just us. It's just our experiences. It's yeah. not, this is, we are not like saying this is what everybody should do or feel or whatever. So it's just, this is just how we have experienced things. Right. And yeah, I, I mean, we're not a lot of judgment on any of you. No, a lot of, a I do feel like that a lot of some of my childhood, um, you know, stuff came from my church and mm-hmm. that's kind of hard for me to want to, you know, run back to that, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm searching and looking and I, I would like, I like Caitlin's idea of like different, um, subsets in the communities, you know, like the singles group and the, yeah, would that um, be cool? you know, the young moms group or the, um, and I know that they do like groups, like they do like after church meetings, but wouldn't it be nice as like a new parent? Like I'm thinking if I had a brand new baby that I didn't really like want to put like downstairs in the daycare or whatever, that I could feel comfortable just going to a church service and know that everybody else there had kids that were also going to maybe like go a little crazy and that it was going to be a little more relaxed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So Brenda, I hope that we gave you some insight. I mean, obviously we are not anybody or any experts on anything, but you know, it's just as far as how do you build a community or how do you encourage people to, to come? I, I just, I, so much of what has happened to religion is not the fault of any individual church really. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just the way things have gone over the past, you know, couple of decades. I feel like that, you know, people that are religious kind of get painted in a certain light and that's not right either. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know that it's not everybody who is a Christian that feels a certain way. I know that's not true because it's just, it can't be. And I, that, but for me, it's just, hypocrisy is hard for me that's all yeah and judgment feels hard like I don't I feel like I'm in this place in my life where I am not going to tolerate any judgment (laughs) like I'm just I'm done (laughs) I've thrown it away and I'm not going to like put myself in a place where I'm going to walk away and feel judged do you know what I mean like I feel like I just got to a good place with my older family members where I'm like this is who I am this is who my family is. And if you don't like it, you don't have to be here. You know, um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not about to like go back on that. And I, I mean, you can't put the Jack in the box back in the, jack in the box. You know, once it's popped <laughs> out, I can't put yeah. a lid on it now. Yeah. Yeah. 
So let's switch gears because yeah. this could go on. We could do this for two hours, but Caitlin has some really fun news yeah. and it's already been announced on social media, but she's going to talk to you guys about it now. Cause it's super excited. And I have to admit, I'm a little bit jelly. <laughs> well, I'm super excited and thank you for giving me the space to share. Um, but I am really excited to announce that I am on the creative team for Fancy Plans Co. And many of you may know that shop. It's run by uh, Kita from At Home with Kita, who is a former Happy Planner Squad member. Her products are amazing. I She is like goals. I mean, Kita has always been goals for planning. She's so creative. She, I mean, she's just, I feel like she's doing it all. Like she is an amazing mom. She is an amazing cook. And she has the time and space to like create these amazing products. Um, and also I have to say that the reason why I applied, because many of you know my feelings about being like on PR teams or creative teams or whatever, but the reason why I applied is because I felt very respected. Like when she presented the terms and conditions, it felt like a very respectful way to do that. And I am so happy to be a part of that. Um, a lot of my other friends are on the team, so you can go ahead and check out the post on Fancy Plans Co. page. Um, and you can check that out and see who else is on there. Um, but go ahead and, and check them out, follow them, and let me know uh, if you would like a code for 10% off of these amazing products. And yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Yes, yes. You need to give me that code um, in private, please, ma'am, because I do want that. <laughs> it is in the link in my bio, but I will uh-huh. give it to you. I'll DM it to you. <laughs> um, yeah. Caitlin has been very excited about this and we've been kind of keeping a lid on it for a while yeah. because it hasn't been time to announce it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even know that she had applied. And then out of nowhere, she's just like, Hey, I got on Kia's team. And I'm just like, Oh, well, <laughs> man, I'm so jealous. Not like jealous in like right. a nasty way, but just, I'm, you know, I, I'm kind of feeling like I would like to do a little bit of PR myself right now. And I'm not sure yet where I want to put that energy. Right. Well, and I feel like, I feel like right now with the climate of the community, I feel like we're all looking at shops, maybe even under a microscope for how they are um, treating their affiliates and their, you know, their PR teams and like what that looks like and, you know, all of that. So I feel like, um, I feel like he just doing a stand up job of that. And that is why I applied. Yes. She's had nothing but good things to say about this entire process since she Mm -hmm. was um, notified that she was going to be on that team. So if you are, you know, a lover of those products, then just buy them with confidence that they are, you know, being created by someone who is um, a professional and is being, you know, super quality. Yes. And supportive of her team and everything. So it's just, it's really cool. Congratulations. I'm so excited to see what you're going to do with all that beautiful stuff. You'll see a post from me every other day over on Instagram and then in her group and the Fancy Plans Co. Facebook group. Um, I'll be going live or putting up a pre-recorded video at least once a month. So, oh, that is so exciting. So, yes, you're going to be amazing. And, um, Thank you. you know, you and your talent together with beautiful products, you know, everybody already knows it's going to be um, a smash hit. So it's going to be fun to see. I can't wait. Um, I hope that you have a good time doing it. Like, I hope that it's a fun, it's a fun term that you, mm-hmm. that you enjoy it. And, yeah. um, yeah, we love Kita. So, um, congratulations she's, again. She's been a guest Yay. on the show. If you yes. haven't heard our episode with Kita, check that out. Yes, and if you're not she's... already following her over on Instagram, um, do that and follow her shop 
And again, let me know if you want my code. I can hook you up. So, yes, we, we love her. She is um, our Kita now. She is. Oh my <laughs> and she's just amazing. Like, even in the meeting, you know, like, when you go into a meeting and, you know, you're kind of, like, either working for someone or PRing for someone, at least for me, I feel a little nervous. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yes. like, oh, man, I'm meeting with my boss. But, like, she was sitting on the couch having dinner with her husband. Like, her kids were kind of doing things in the background. Um, and, like, she was... I don't know. She she's just like such a real cool human that does all the things. I just yeah. I stink and love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. And that was a good episode. So if you guys haven't yeah. heard that one yet, then go listen to it. I enjoy talking to her, and I've always really um, loved her. And she was and one of my was, first. You know, like one of my first that I found. Was opening? Is that right? Like that was right when she was like launching it. She was launching or... the planners. Remember, like the, oh, the, the planners, planners were. Yeah, it was pre-order for planners, and that's when the half <laughs> right. letter was coming out and all that Ooh, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was that was yeah. It was a good episode. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. That's a great great opportunity for you, and it's good for us too because we get to see you with some different stuff. Not that we don't love to see your happy planner stuff, but. Right. You know, but it will still be on discs. So for all of you who love following me for discs and that kind of thing, that's how I'm going to use her products is on discs. Yes. So moving on to one more PR situation before we wrap this up, we want to very quickly um, give a little update on the Go Getter Girl situation. Mm-hmm. And I am going to have to defer to Caitlin for that, too, because um, she yeah. knows more about it than I do. So just take it away, Caitlin. What's going on over there? <laughs> OK, so we have gotten some DMs from people. Um, first of all, I did want to put it out there like it is still never OK with me for people to attack companies, businesses, that kind of thing. Um and go for them personally. If there's an issue that's professional, like an affiliate team, like something like that, I feel like there's a, a way to do that where you can give constructive feedback, but going for them personally still is never okay. Um, but with that said, we've gotten some DMs from people with their personal experiences and with you know what they're seeing um, kind of behind the scenes, people who are affiliates, uh, who are confirming some of the more negative things that we talked about in the previous episode. So I don't necessarily want to like condemn them, but I do want like to put out a call to action. If anybody from go getter girl team is listening, I, I mean, it, we've got, we've just got to do better. That's all. Well, I, I think that, you know, we could, we could talk for a couple hours on, and maybe we will in the next few days, you know, our own personal experiences on PR teams in the past and what's worked and what's hasn't worked and, mm-hmm. you know, what's been good for us and all these kind of things. But, you know, I think that the most important thing, um, if I owned a company and I had people posting my products on social media, basically for free, right? I feel like I would be nice to them. You know, I I, I just, yes. And I, I just think that what we've heard so far is that there's been some, um, unsavory conversations in the DM between the owner of the company and the people that are uh, ambassadors Mm -hmm. for her. Yeah. And And that is all alleged. This is all what we heard from them. We have no screenshots, no proof, no receipts, nothing. This is all alleged, you know? 
this is just you know some of the ambassadors just reaching out to us and saying yeah. yes we had the, this is our bad experience and this mm-hmm. is what happened to us and this is what happened to me and whatever and it's just i just want to i just think that go getter girl is a cool concept and a cool company and i hope that in the future that the PR situation can be worked out in a way that is mutually beneficial to the company and the PR representatives. Yeah, I agree. And I like what you said about being mutually beneficial, because I feel like that's the biggest thing for people who are doing PR or on creative teams or, you know, even affiliates. Like, I feel like, you know, the reason why companies reach out to influencers, I use that term very loosely, influencers, um, or creatives or whatever you want to say. But the reason why they do that is because it's part of their marketing strategy. Like it's part of like building their brand and like getting more eyes on their product and, and um, ultimately selling product. Like if we want to really boil it down to what's happening. Um, but I feel like at the same time, there has to be something that the influencer is receiving. Now, that's not greed. That's not, um, you know, just wanting to collect all the dollars out here. But just like when we talked about this last time, just like when you're a teacher and you take on extra duty, you get an extra duty stipend. It's mutually beneficial. The school gets you to teach this class or do this thing or coach this team. And then you get a little bit of extra money. There has to be something that's mutually beneficial. And I feel like sending the product that you want these people to promote as a bare minimum or giving them a stipend that they can spend on your product is like the bare minimum for a PR team. Yeah. Um, it's. I have had some issues in the past with people emailing me and asking me if I wanted to be a brand ambassador yeah. and then asking me to buy the product. Yeah, exactly. That for me is not the best business model. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I and I know, you know, from hearing from several members of the Go Getter Girl team that they did buy their planners, and that's fine. If that's you know, if they yeah. are, if the people that are on those th- that team is okay with that being mm-hmm. part of it, that's fine. I just think, for me, it seems like. The, it's the, one-sided. That's totally They could one-sided. have at least been mm-hmm. given a planner, you know? Right. Like, it, I thought, because when all of those go-getter girl planners first started popping up on Instagram, I genuinely thought that the people that were chosen for that team had been sent those planners. I thought so, too. And I was like, oh, cool. They got sent this planner. It's this cool new planner. I'm, you know, I was a little bit like, oh, I wish I'd heard about it, you know? And well, because that's what every other PR team does. That's what Moxie Life does. That's what Erin Condren does. That's what yes. Happy Planner does. If they want people on their creative team, they send them their product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, you know, a lot of us at this point feel like if we're going to create posts and create content for companies that we would like to be reimbursed with money as well. Um, I In know the form that, of affiliates or whatever, you know. Yes. I know that when I started my um, Instagram journey, mm-hmm. um, I was super, super happy to receive product in exchange for posts. I was right. like, yes, send, yes, I would love what the PR teams that I've been on. I mean, 
seriously, the product was sent to me and I still bought stuff too, you know? I mean, right. and I when still I was, am excited about that a little bit, right? Like Chic Soul just, you know, sends us product. We don't have an affiliate code for them, but we're happy with that. We feel like that's totally fine. Um, we love our relationship with them and we feel like that is a fair trade that is mutually beneficial. Yes. Um, but I don't think I would feel the same if it were like a planner company. Like I saw this girl who was like, here's me trying to live off of exposure. And it was her like eating from an empty bowl and like paying her bills with like imaginary money. <laughs> and I mean, that is what it's about. Like part of this, you know, social media gig is about money. Like, yes, it's about us having fun, us loving the products, but full transparency some of the, you know, kickback or the money that I make from my YouTube channel, because I do put ads on my videos, um, that goes to pay my bills. Like, that's, yeah. it helps to feed my family. Um, so I can't, I just, I can't work for, I can't work for this product anymore. Well, and at the end of the day, it is work. Yes, we it enjoy it. It's fun to make YouTube videos. It's fun to put up pretty posts on Instagram. But at the end of the day, Content creation is work and people mm -hmm. should be reimbursed for their work. That's just right. the bottom line. And, you know, if not just go getter girl, but anybody who has, you know, an affiliate team, a PR team, ambassador, whatever, you know, I just, it's just, I feel like that those people deserve some respect and admiration for the work that they do. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. So it just, it's just, it's disappointing to hear that an owner of a company, you know, can seem one way in public and then be so different in the DMs behind the scenes. Like that's just sad to me. I hate that. I, I agree. And I, that's, I think that ties to our conversation of like judgment and like, you know, community, like we are a community and especially a new planner company who, I mean, this person wasn't necessarily in the planner community before they designed a planner. Our community is a community. This is a family and I mean, it needs to be treated as such. These people need to be out here treated with respect. Yeah, life. and we defend each other. We, we yeah. I mean, you know, <clears throat> yes, we do sometimes appear to be, you know, in competition with each other when it comes to certain things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I hear like, okay, so this, you know, this particular company is bad to their PR, I'm like, oh, no, like I have friends that are on that team. Like they need to, no, no. You know, right. like, and, that's... and when people come to us that we care for that have been listeners of our show that we're friends with, when they come to us in the DMs and tell us that these awful experiences that they've had with this person and how they've been treated for, I don't know, however many months and they've just, you know, put up with it because they still really believed in the product. Like that to me is unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> like that is, that's flat out unacceptable. Again, all of the stuff we heard is alleged. Don't come for me, go get her girl company. Don't sue me. It's all alleged. Um, but can, can you just like treat people nice? Like, let's just, let's just do that. You know? Yes. Just, we just need to um, be kind, just be yep. kind Send to each other. Your planner and be nice. Like that's it. Yes. If you want someone to put your planner on Instagram, then send it to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's, that's a good way to get that done. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. You're welcome for that advice. Yeah. So we will leave you guys with that and hope that yeah. you have a very beautiful, wonderful weekend. And we will be back with you um, on Monday with a new episode. Uh, we're not really sure what that episode's going to look like yet because yep. it's still kind of up in the air, but, um, You'll hear it. It'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So, it'll either be just us or it'll be a guest. 
either way something's go yes there's something going on we just don't really know yet what it is so um you guys um enjoy your weekend and thank you for listening we love you and we will talk to you in the next one bye friends bye